Guys, what is up? Owen Chambers here from The Professional Builder, and we've got a treat for you today. So last year, Marty sat down with Zane Beckett from ZB Homes. Now, Zane's a friend of Professional Builder. He's been and spoken on some of our roundtables. He's been um, to some of our boardroom sessions for our top-level members. Now, Zane won the Deloitte Fast 50 for New Zealand's fastest growing building company, uh, or sorry, all companies. And it was the first time a building company had won it in quite some time. He has multiple locations and he runs a really awesome business with some great management and some great leadership in place. Now, Zane's a great example of being a business owner and entrepreneur rather than a busy builder working on working harder on smarter things. And we're bringing this interview because it's really relevant, it's really inspiring, and it's really insightful in terms of how you too can elevate from builder to business owner and business owner to entrepreneur. So leave us a review, leave us comments in the in the threads. We want to know what you want to see more of and uh, bring that back to you. So the more feedback we get, the better we can be. Here's to your success and here's to being a great builder who runs a great business as well. You either win me or Hi, Marty Amos from The Professional Builder. Today we're here with Zane Beckett from ZB Homes, uh, winner of the Deloitte Fast 50 2017 and the first time in 17 years that a construction firm has won this uh, prestigious title. Welcome Zane. Thanks very much Marty, good to see you. Awesome my man, good to see you too. Now uh, Zane, if you could tell us just a little bit about your company and a little bit about your background. What does your company do and uh, a little bit about your background, where'd you grow up, etc. Very good. So we started building when I was 15 mm-hmm. and did my apprenticeship. I went out of my home when I was 19. And so just did uh, labour only contracts at that point, just trying to keep busy in the grind yeah. of just making sure I was busy, filling in the days. Um, but just to go back a little bit, I grew up in Te Awamutu mm-hmm. in the Waikato on a dairy farm, so from a farming family. So I guess I owe, owe mum and dad uh, a lot to teach me how to work, work hard, work hard on the farm. So I was the youngest of their kids and then youngest in our whole extended family I had about 16 different cousins. So I guess I was always on, on the back foot, so I always had something to prove, eh? I had to keep, yep. up with, keep up with everyone else. So taught me to work hard, go and get it. So after doing the apprenticeship, went on my own, Mm-hmm. kept busy that then the team grew yep. team grew a little bit and we got into more doing full contract builds mm-hmm. and then did more and more of those and got into doing your own spec houses and developments and sure. so predominantly concentrating on residential and has it always been like new builds or have you ever done renovations leaky commercial etc we've done renovations in mm-hmm. the earlier days we did uh, do renovations as well Sure. And it's a it's a different game. It's a different beast and a different type of systems and people and sets of skills that you really do need. Yeah, one hundred. Um, we have geared ourselves since then to specialise our systems and people on new residential. Awesome, love it. So, what was your growing up? What was your first entrepreneurial activity? And have you always been entrepreneurial? I have. Yes, I guess from a very early stage, uh, I got into rearing calves on the farm. Um, so I really enjoyed that. You'd get up early in the morning, go and feed the calves off to school, come mm-hmm. home, feed the calves again and sell them. Yep. And uh, Dad always made me ring the livestock agents myself and try awesome. and sell them and that sort of thing. Yep. When we moved off the farm when I was 10, we moved to Cambridge just to a lifestyle block. Mm-hmm. So I kept doing 
uh, rearing calves while we were there. So that was good. And then got into chooks as well. So we had, had awesome. eggs, eggs going and selling them to yep. whoever wanted them, neighbours and family and friends. And also got into picking up hay bales for all the lifestyle blocks in and around the Cambridge area where we lived. Wow. So I worked in one of, the, one of the local guys that had the machinery and needed young guys to come pick up hay bales. So I used to do that. Awesome. So that was good. Mm. Put the money away and got into it. That's absolutely yeah. brilliant. And you've always been focused, I guess, on growth and development. Do you do anything personal development-wise as you've... And what age, if any, did that start off? Have done more lately, probably only realistically in the last two or three years have I tried alternative sort of things. Um, I guess the more it's become known, whether it's that small amount of meditation or is it journaling, is mm -hmm. it yep. different things like that, just getting a good understanding of how you are as a person, how your body works, just capitalising on that as much as possible. Mm. And obviously I've always read books and you know try to learn and understand things and learn from other people on the way through as well yeah i think one of the best things that uh, i've come across is audible and being able to get audiobooks and turn that you know turn your car into a university so you're learning as you drive along in that and you get an hour each day where you can you know absorb stuff into your mind and be able to apply it into your business and into life definitely so. love it yeah listen to a lot of podcasts i spend a lot of time in the vehicle uh, so listening to podcasts is uh, spectacular. What, what sort of stuff do you listen to or what have been your top one that you might recommend? Or Yeah, I love a lot of Tim Ferriss's work. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, he's brilliant and just interviews so many brilliant minds. Um, the Tony Robbins, the Richard Branson's, the, so many good people and so many different industries. Yep. But there's just something you can learn from everyone and so I've loved that over the last little while. I jump on the lawnmower with your, with yeah. your Bluetooth. Yep. Uh, earmuffs and learn something. It's great. Awesome. It's great. Awesome. Yeah. Now, were your parents entrepreneurs? Does it run through the genes in your family? I guess it does. I've always been hard working and into doing something. Dad's always been a farmer, but he started very young and took risks, I guess, and got into property ownership. And he's always bought and sold and mm -hmm. done yep. deals, I suppose. So it's been good to learn off him um, how to treat people, how to have that empathy. Leave a, a deal or a transaction where everyone's felt like they're happy with the outcome, with yeah. the result. Yep. Um, it, that, that's definitely where a lot of the, the foundation of my uh, you know, business has come from. Yeah, you're very good with people, very conversational, genuine, and just put people at ease, which I think is a great skill. That's huge. And when it comes to in the sales situation with clients, you have to feel mm. how they're feeling. And then I think the results come. Yeah, 100%. So, bit of a weird question, but it's always an interesting one. What's in your pocket or your bag today? What's always on your person? We're always looking at ways of improving, growing. Mm -hmm. So, constantly on the hunt for better people, better systems, better apps to streamline how we do things. Mm -hmm. um, so, that's, that's my... My daily thing. Yep. Just on the apps and streamlining things, what apps do you use in your business and, and personally what have you found most use? From the business side of things, our construction management tool, mm -hmm. um, project management tool is Co-Construct. Mm -hmm. We've had a good run with that. Yep. Obviously Build-A-Trend being the other one, they work well. Mm -hmm. um, very important to us is making sure the client feels communicated with and they have a, a portal where they can ask questions 
know what's going on, schedule, photos, yep. just knowing as much about the job as we do. Yeah. We take for granted sometimes, it's what we do, but the clients at work, they're worried. They're worrying, yeah. are we doing our job on time, on budget, that sort of thing. So that helps. Um, internally... Just, just on that, it's great as a uh, sales tool as well. One of the challenges that some of our members have had with implementing project management systems is getting you guys on site to fill in, you know, the right stuff during the day. Have you had any challenges there? or have you Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's like anything new. It takes time. It'll take mm -hmm. three to six months for to become the new norm. Uh -huh. um, so you can't expect it to happen overnight, that's for sure. Yep. You've got to keep working sure. at it every week at our team meetings. Yeah, We make sure that everyone's just learning something or doing it time and time and time again so it becomes second nature. Yep. You just do it without even thinking. Brilliant. Absolutely. Brilliant. And the other thing that we use internally, just a basic app called Voxer. Mm -hmm. It's a yep. walkie-talkie type app where you can text and send pictures as well. You do the maths on people making phone calls. I just can't stand to see people on site just talking on their phone. It means their hands are idle. So right. if you've got 10 people on site or 10 of your boys over many different sites all stopping to take five minute phone calls, mm. you do the maths on that over a whole year, it uh, adds up to a lot of uh, man hours. So this app, you can just send the message. Yep. I'll get it when I can get to it or the girls will get to it when they can get to it. And then oh, yeah. it's just very, very efficient. It's saved a lot, a lot of time for us. That's epic. That's a great hack because you're not actually interrupting their daily flow. You're not interrupting yours. You just record it. and They get it when they get it. It's absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. I love it. That's a great hack. Uh, so what does a normal day look like for you? When do you get up? <coughs> what, do you, what do you do and how's it look? When things are uh, going as planned, I like to get up early. I do. I like to get up early, maybe go for a walk just by myself. It might be... Just half so when you say early, are you up at 6 or what? Probably about 6 o'clock, anywhere mm -hmm. between 6 and 6.30. Mm -hmm. Try and get up before the kids if I can. Yep. Get out for a bit of a walk. Sometimes it's with them if they're up early too. But that could just be to be calm, just keep calm in the morning. Or I might listen to a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but then get back, back to home before 7. Have breakfast with the family, wife and three kids there. So hang with them for a little bit and uh, then, then head off to work, get to work, have the morning coffee. Yep. And I like to walk around, talk to all the crew, all the staff, and just see how things are going for them, any aspects of the business we need to work on, any issues we need to deal with, yep. just you know, have a good, good catch up with everyone. Mm -hmm. Then it's off to my desk and smash out my job list. Generally, I've tried to so have a job list. Plan that from the night before, or you've got a week's activities. How do you? Absolutely. Just what I was about to say that I try and have that job list the night before, mm -hmm. so that that's off your mind. Your mind's clear. You can get to work that morning. Yep. You know, it's your job list is there, and just start ticking those off one at a time. And obviously, there's distractions here and there, which I try and try and limit, uh, but get through my job list of things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, so I do that, and then. Probably have a late lunch, end up having lunch at about two probably. Mm -hmm. um, so at that point I'll just take that time out just to... Is there a daily meeting or is there a once a week meeting with the team or how's that structured? We have a more formal meeting every Tuesday morning uh -huh. yep. where we catch up and talk to everyone about yep. all the projects and sure. issues and where we can improve and problems that we need to work on. It's interesting, we do ours on a Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock as well because yes. Monday seems a manic day for most yes. building company owners. 
Absolutely. So many public holidays, it just messes it up. So it just seemed to be the, the logical day for us. It works really, really well. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have informal ones during the week where it's like, hey, we need to have a catch up about a project or about something. Let's have a quick 10 minute um, session on a particular issue or problem or project we're working on. Yep. Um, so we do that. So then in the afternoon, I do try and make sure I spend at least 10 minutes to 30 minutes per day on the bigger picture things, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a project um, that we're working on or a, a life goal that you yep. know you're walking, working towards. I just like to make sure that I'm working on that. It might just be making a phone call to a potential JV partner or an investor mm -hmm. or yep. someone. Cool. Because I just that 10 to 30 minutes per day, one of those days, it could be the most important thing you've done that entire year. 100%. I've proved it, it's, it's happened. So I like to do that, take that time for yourself. And working on that, you know, the, the big picture stuff is important too. Yeah. And then just wrap the day up, probably get home at about six. I might drive around a few of the jobs on the way mm -hmm. home just to see yeah. how they're going because I still do like to get on site and get awesome. dirty from time to time, eh? How many jobs do you have go on the go at the moment? We usually work on, in the Waikato, we have probably 20 projects on it, all at different stages. Mm -hmm. um, Bay of Plenty at the moment, they sort of have about 30 to 40 projects wow. all at different stages. Uh, so that's awesome. where we're at there. So yeah, so get home about six o'clock, mm -hmm. hang out with the kids. Yep. How, how many kids do you got? Three, three kids. Wow, so, ages? Yeah. One, coming up one, she's 10 months, and then Quinn's three, coming up three, yep. and Amani just started school Brilliant. yesterday. So yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. Well, my kids, I got a three-year-old and a six-year-old. Yes, yeah. good for me. Yes, busy times. And speaking of busy times, how do you juggle being a dad, a parent, yeah, do, do you have a schedule? Like for myself, I'll do the uh, the morning run, drop the kids at school, but then my wife will pick them up in the afternoon. Weekends is off limits, I don't do any work on the weekends, but I will do two or three nights work during the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yes, yeah, so I guess over all the years, I started young in the business world, so fortunately, We've built systems and had really good people to take pressure off me. Yeah. Awesome. So as time's gone, got married and then kids come along. I too, like you, just wanted to keep that those weekends to yourself yep. as much as possible. Yeah. Like I still go and see people on the weekends that I've come from out of town. Mm -hmm. Happy to catch up with people. It's very, very important. Uh, but still like to take that time. So just structuring things, having things in a calendar, letting everyone yep. know what your plans are, that it won't work this weekend, but it will the next, or yep. same with Fran, you gotta keep the wife happy, eh? So, exactly. you know, just, just a bit of forewarning and cool. try and be as reliable as possible and spend that time with the kids. Right, Zane, so big achievement, big award, the Deloitte Fast 50 for the fastest growing company in New Zealand for 2017. Can you explain a little bit about what that means, what you have to do that award and how you're company came about winning that? Sure. So Bay of Plenty branch of ZB Homes only started about four years ago. And so we had previously been in the Deloitte Fast 50 for the Waikato right. branch. And so we'd learnt a little bit how to do it there. Mm -hmm. And so then with BOP being so fresh and so new, we thought, hey, let's, let's give it a go. Because the growth had been quite significant there, just based on the market and yep. Hopefully, with our systems and everything we uh, implemented there, um, made that go quite well. 
So the criteria, awesome. yep. the criteria to get into the Deloitte Fast 50, you have to have like a 500k turnover, mm -hmm. and then it's averaged out for your turnover over three years. Right. So the growth yep. from that point up. Sure. Yeah. So what? It, how much did you grow from? We, I think the measurement was like 1,583% or something, I think Deloitte mm -hmm. worked out. Um, so that was roughly about a one and a half mil turnover up to 17 or 18 mil or somewhere like there over that three year period. Awesome, yeah. awesome. And that's just for, you've got two aspects to ZB Homes? That's correct, yes. So Waikato and Bay of Plenty. Awesome, okay. Yeah. And one of them you've got in a partnership and the other one you own 100%? That's correct, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, what else do you have going on? So as you've grown, you've got into other things like developments, other business partnerships, scaffolding, electrical, and a range of other entrepreneurial endeavors. Can you tell us a little bit more about as you grew, why did you decide and how did you decide? Did the opportunities just come and what does the business structure look like now? So if we look back maybe you know, over the last 10 years. Yes. A lot of it came about due to where there were maybe problems in our process. So we could be as efficient maybe as we could possibly be, mm -hmm. but maybe with the amount of work that came along, there are other aspects of our business, whether it's other sub-trades or other services that we rely quite heavily on. Yep. We're holding up our sure. business and growth and mm -hmm. potential. So there were businesses there, I guess it came out of yeah, necessity that we thought, hey, sure. we're spending enough on these services, let's start one, let's yeah. just start it ourselves. So that's where that came from. So we sure. got into those. Okay. So electrical, you, you've partnered with Sparky yes. and then that's grown, how's that? That's correct. So early on we had, a, we didn't have issues with Sparkies, There's, all the Sparkies we used were great, but these other aspects of being a Sparky that we need, so we needed really good timing around quotes. Mm -hmm. We wanted to be invoiced quickly so we could pay yeah. quickly, finish sure. that project, move on. Awesome. So just met the right guy that was mm -hmm. passionate, hungry to start his own business and away we went. So awesome. set that up with him and then later on, once we had our reliability in place and we had a good tradie, we sold out of that. He's now sure. running all that awesome. company and you know, but at least we have a reliable tradie. Brilliant. Um, so we did that with scaffolding, awesome. um, earth moving, uh, and other And have these been aspects. joint venture structured deals where you've looked at someone's got an earth moving company, we would love to help them improve their business, improve our process, you know, process systemize their business as well. And there's an opportunity for us to both help each other. Like how have you structured those deals? Are they 50-50 or? Generally, they've all been 50-50. It mm -hmm. just works. Everyone has the same motivation to make it succeed. Yep. Us as the building company could give them confidence to grow their business because they could have all our work. Yep. And they knew sure. they'd get paid and mm -hmm. you know, it gives them the confidence to expand. So that's where that came about. So they've got the skills, yep. we've got the work to make them feel safe in business yeah. and it, it worked well. And I guess that horizontal diversification can work in almost every aspect. So you can look at scaffolding, plumbing, sparky, earth moving, Roofing. Like. Absolutely, the list goes on. The yeah. list goes on. So it's just yeah. at the moment, everything else is going well. People, mm -hmm. a lot of people who are, you know, good business owners anyway have grown with us. Yeah. So that's great. We yeah, all just help each other out and round and round and round it goes. I love it. All right. Uh, what do you do to un unwind and relax, recharge? Like, do you go on a holiday every 90 days or do you? 
with three kids, man, is that possible? Is that, is that a thing? Is that <laughs> I a think thing? So. No. <laughs> but um, no, I do. I enjoy mountain biking. Mm-hmm. Enjoy getting out, just going for a walk or a run, hanging with the kids. You know, yep. go to parks and bike rides and little adventures with them. So that's good. Yep. Otherwise, we'll get away. You know, we'll try and get away. A bit of a change of scenery, mm-hmm. two or three times a year if possible. Um, so that's a bit of reading, yeah, it's tennis, good. just, you know, when opportunities awesome. arise, just get into it. Brilliant, brilliant. Right, and what is the book that you've got either given as a gift or got the most value and knowledge out of <clears throat> that you would recommend to others? That's changed over the years. Obviously, early and young in business or even before I'd gone out on my own, I enjoyed... Um, get inspired by the Rich Dad Poor Dad series, mm-hmm. the Robert yep. Kiyosaki, Kiyosaki thing. So he taught me a lot about all the different quadrants of business, investment and property and shares and all the different sort of options of investment. Mm-hmm. So that was very helpful yep. for me mm-hmm. and gave me a good foundation. And then it changed onto the likes of the Dale Carnegie guys. Yep. The people that guy interviewed are just phenomenal, yeah. eh? just yeah. absolute legends. So the tips and tricks you could learn just from them, those guys, which was years ago, you know, yeah. it could be a hundred years ago. The same awesome. principles still, you know, apply to business, relationships, everything. So good. So that was really good, just with staff, business, growing companies. So that was, that was good. And that led on then to maybe like the Tim Ferriss yep. series, really, of books that he's yeah, put so out. so good. Like same Tribe thing. of Mentors, the latest one. Epic. Oh, like just chapters from So legends. much help. So much help. And people all different industries. It's great. Mm. And then I've been really into biographies, autobiographies of just yep. legends. The Arnold Schwarzeneggers, yep. the yeah. Tony Robbins, yep. Sue Ellen Sugar. Just guys that have been through it, you know. Sounds like we've read the same stuff. Yeah, books. exactly. Same, same bookshelf, eh? Yep. But really, really, really helpful and inspirational. Yeah. And little, little takeaways all the time. You think, oh, that, yeah, that particular time in your business, you need that help. Yeah. And there's a local guy, I don't know if you've heard, Dr. Mike Ashby. He's no, got a book called Breakpoints. Okay. And that's yep, really good. Really, really good for people that are in growing pains. Mike Ashby? Yeah. Breakpoints, okay. It talk, talks all about the different stages in business. It doesn't just go up and down, up and down, up and down. Yep. It feels like it when you're in the moment. You're like, you're yep. making the same mistakes all the time. But usually it's at different stages. So it's more of the, you know, the, awesome. the climbing yeah, steps. Yeah, exactly. That it's not the same issues, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a good read. It's good. Awesome. Very helpful. Yeah, I'll check that out. All right, now, if you could have a, uh, a giant billboard, metaphorically speaking, getting a, a message out to the millions or billions, what would it say? Try and keep these simple, really, sometimes. Um, one I've thought of recently, really, is just persist always. Mm-hmm. There's a year, 18 months ago, I was tired, I was exhausted, really. Like, you just felt like you weren't making any progress, weren't going anywhere. Yep. The, the, the doubt sort of comes in, the fear comes in, you're not making as good decisions. You just feel, oh, maybe this isn't the game for me, maybe I'm done. But if you just push through, push through, push through, persist, you come out the other side of it and you think it's the best thing you've ever done. So awesome. persistence pays off. Doesn't matter how hard things are, doesn't matter what you're into, yep. persist. So persist always. Yep. Awesome, I love it. So. What is one of the, I guess, the best or most worthwhile investments that you've ever made? The big one for me, time and energy spent on networking, mm-hmm. ringing awesome. people just out of the blue, talking, 
Massive. Has been the biggest payoff that's ever happened. Yeah, well, a, a saying that I love is that your net, net worth equals your network. Huge. Yeah. Huge. All of that, everything that's happened good in the last three or four years has been based on people we've met, got to know, networking. Awesome. awesome. Huge. What, what have you, as you've obviously got better and busier and grown bigger and involved in different businesses, family, etc., what have you become better at saying no to? Yeah, it's a brilliant question. Thanks, that's from Tim <laughs> <laughs> The more I look at opportunities inside and outside construction, the more you realise how important the people are to make things work. Yep. So if anything, I'm looking for the best people. They've got to be hungry, passionate, have that persistence I was talking about, um, good morals, trustworthy, all those sorts of things. When you can find those people, they add so much to the success of any idea or business opportunity. So those ones we'll say yes to. Awesome. Other ones that are a distraction from our core business, Mm -hmm. that means you'd have to help so much and take way more of your time than's probably smart. Um, That's... Yeah, I think we talked have to say no. earlier today when we were having lunch just on when you're weighing up different opportunities and where to put your time and focus, a lot has to be can we add our IP, uh, can we add our knowledge, our structure, our team without necessarily day-to-day time requirements from ourselves, yourself, etc. Absolutely. Otherwise, it just is detrimental to your own business or your own staff and you've got to be careful of that too. So we try and make it so that it's not a huge distraction or completely different to yep. the understanding that we have. Yeah, 100%. How, how has an apparent a failure or an apparent failure that happened at the time that you thought, holy shit, this, this could be quite bad, how's that set you up later on for success further down the path? It could be either a learning, a lesson, or something that led to something else, or shit, I'm never doing that again. Yes, yeah, many of those, yeah, big long list. But the biggie in my experience has been obviously leaving school at 15 to go building, going out of mine at 19, not a lot of foundation of business acumen mm-hmm. there. Yep. So learning the numbers side of our business, I just didn't really do, to be honest. I guess no one really... Building company owners are quite scared or maybe put their head in the sand and don't look at the numbers all you're conscious of is being busy you want to work you know you've got to work to get paid so you just work 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 i was doing six days a week Uh, when i first went out on my own i only gave myself one weekend off a month jesus just to keep pushing yeah to keep busy and to build your business and your network of clients so the biggest mistake obviously wasn't realizing how important the numbers side of the business are early enough. And then moving on from that is getting the right professional people on your team sure. soon enough. It's taken yeah. years to find the right people, I suppose, that give you really good advice and help you bypass stumbling blocks along the journey. Yeah. Hey, we've learned a lot from yeah. all the, the school of hard knocks. But yeah, I think you could help people a lot more if you could give them that advice. Yeah to right. just you know, steer around the, the basic stumbling blocks that, that are there. So 
So just talking about team and people, what is the structure of your team now, both internally and then what external advisors do you use or look to? Yeah, so we've, in our company, we have myself, um, who just oversees things um, on a day-to-day basis, and then we've got a GM, mm-hmm. and then we have admin staff, um, accounts, project coordinators, mm-hmm. two project managers, and client liaisons. Yep. Uh, we've got a H- trainee. Sorry, carry on. We've got a trainee QS that's in there at the moment as well. So mm-hmm. he's just learning the ropes. Um, so that's pretty much pretty much us. Okay. How many jobs does your project manager oversee and at what stage do you think you need to bring on a project manager versus uh, delegating more responsibility to your foreman? Yeah, you really max out at about 10 to 12 jobs for each site project manager. Sure, and that's for new builds, for renovations yes. it might be half that because typically they're a lot more complex, a lot more variations. Absolutely, high-end residential architectural work the renovations, absolutely, many more hours of uh, management required. So that's sort of another reason why we've sort of stayed in that new residential space. It just works better for us because you can handle more work at that time. Awesome. Uh, When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do to get yourself back on track? It really means at that point you're you're too stuck in the trenches. You're, You're getting overwhelmed with everyone else's problems and it's too much. So you need to step back. You've just got to stop, leave. Just take that time out, walk away just for half an hour, a day, whatever suits you. Go to the beach, go and get a coffee, go for a mountain bike ride, run, what have you. Read a book or talk to mates. I talk to mates who are in business. Mm -hmm. They've all been there. They know what a hard moment in business is. So bring them up, have a chat and talk it out and that's awesome. good. It's quite refreshing and come back in with a fresh set of eyes. You know what it's like after you've been on holiday for a week. You come back yeah. and you're like, you're all full yeah. of vim and vigour again. You want to get stuck in yeah. and go yeah. go hard again. So got to step back, step, step away. Yeah. Yeah, that's a critical one if you are feeling overwhelmed is take some time out and go to your happy place, I guess, whether that be going to the beach, doing something with nature. Exercise is an epic one because you get your endorphins flying around, you feel good gives you a serotonin boost, uh, and if you can you know, step back a little bit more, get some perspective on clarity that, you know, if you ask yourself in five years, will this point have mattered? And typically it's gonna be no. It's taken me a long time to work at how important it is to be healthy. Keep the body healthy mm. and your mind's healthy and you can make better decisions quicker mm. yeah. and you make progress quicker. So that's definitely huge, diet and exercise and yeah, keeping your head yeah. headspace. We were talking and about fasting earlier and just yeah. how much of a great impact that has. Yeah, it works, yeah, this is bizarre, but it does. It just gives the body sort of a bit of time to mm. have a rest and your clarity of mind is good, so that mm. works. Mm. All right, Zane, so as you've grown, talk us through some of the changes that have had the most impact on your business regarding development of your team, systems on site, numbers, and then sales and marketing. We'd start off with technology. Technology in our sector is just getting good now, really. It's, it's been a focus on, on the construction industry the last few years. So that's been really good. So the project management yep. um, tool that we use, communication tools with clients, with the mm-hmm. staff, that's been huge for us, yep. which is really good. It's just saved so much time. The project management tool on our first ever job, 
we used to be less organized, obviously. It was right. just old school. It was maybe email, maybe a phone call here and yeah. a text and say, hey, plumbing's ready for tomorrow. Can you turn up? Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Wait a week, whatever. So on that very first time we used that project management software, we saved nine weeks. So I started wow. to think, well, this is proving to be quite good. That's like another mm. five or ten houses a year we could do. So how, we, how big would you say you have to be if you're a smaller builder and you're con or considering getting project management software because a lot of our members you know, have it, but then there's probably a third who don't. What, what would you say, or is it a no-brainer? It's a no-brainer no matter what size. How many trades people do you have to coordinate for a bathroom renovation? Mm, like up to it's, 50. It's the same mm. as a whole entire house mm. in a shorter period of time, in a two or three week window. So I think it's hugely important no matter what size company. Cool. Yep. What size company, very, very important. The efficiencies, they just yep. do the mass. It just yeah. saves so much time. Because yep. once that schedule's all dialed, you're working on the next project and that schedule's getting done before that project's even finished and you can double up and overlap and... Awesome. Very good. What about changes uh, that had the most impact with your team? Probably a bit more um, thought and process into our team meetings. Mm -hmm. We try and have an agenda. It's not always like that, but we try and have a agenda or a project that we're always working on, yep. whether it's rebranding the company, is it a new website? Are we working on CRM, yep. all the client management side of things? We're always working on a project, mm -hmm. as well as talking about the day-to-day, week-by-week, um, you know, awesome. core business issues. Yep. So. Um, that has definitely been valuable because everyone has a task to do each week. So you're making progress on those goals by the next week you meet. Cool. So that's been valuable. Uh, maybe it's just around the boys having an app to put their wages in that talks to zero. Yep. Um, efficiency there, which is definitely good. Saves wasting time. Mm -hmm. um, what other things could I say from the team? Um, yeah, do, nah. do, what about accountability or incentive schemes or visibility with numbers on timelines? How do you deal with It's something things? we are working on now, that when we get better reporting of numbers ourselves, once mm -hmm. it's at a point where I think it's really valuable for the team to see the, the change mm -hmm. and the benefits of being more efficient, I really want them to know and understand that. Awesome. Uh, we talk about it uh, regularly so they know sort of where we're tracking. Yep. We get monthly reports by Deloitte, so we talk about those. Mm -hmm. And then the incentives I want to start implementing because awesome. the team is at a point now where they really, really, really deserve it. Yep. And we've got subdivisions coming up where there's going to be a lot of work happening all at once. So mm -hmm. everyone's going to have to put in 100%. Brilliant. It's going to be difficult, but it's rewarding at the same time. And everyone's buying into that, so I definitely want to reward Brilliant. all involved. Awesome, my man. How did you get into doing the developments? Did you just do some speakers on the side and then the opportunity got bigger? And how did you progress to, you know, doing subdivisions? Walk us through that. In this market that we've been in, in the last two or three years, it's the scarcity of land. It forced our hand. We've got these vehicles, these machines that we've built, these building machines. We need work to make yep. them still perform and, you know, produce income for us and keep jobs. So scarcity land forced us into looking at developing our own land. Mm -hmm. So yeah. talking to people, found some land, talking to 
Deloitte or investors, we have found the money to develop, do some joint ventures, to create that land so we have house and land packages to sell and keep keep our turnover where we want it to be. Cool. Are you happy to share a little bit about that process and how do you actually A, find the land, B, then go and find the investors, whether they be mum and dad or individual investors or institutional investors? How do you <coughs> identify the land, get the investors, sell off the plans, get the financing, etc.? We talk to people, make the phone calls. So it's either to real estate agents, a lot of us being um, just word of mouth. People say, ring these guys, they might be keen for, for your block. So that's happened a lot. Sure. It hasn't even been on the market. Yep. And then we've found the land, so that's good, but you need the funds to be able to develop it. Do they, if you look, if they know that you're a house and land package and you've potentially got investors that you're working with, how do you negotiate that at a lower rate as opposed to them knowing that it's not Joe Smith buying it for his own self, it's a developer slash investor buying it? We make sure that everyone wins out of the relationship. Mm-hmm. We want, we don't think of this deal being the only deal we ever do with them. We want this to be the best thing they've ever done. Awesome. Which gives them the confidence to do it again. Yep. And so repeat business is our best business. So we just make sure that they are very happy with the terms mm-hmm. of the deal. Yep. We make sure, you know, we're getting what we want out of it, which really is the access to the land. So sure. we can build yep. the houses for people. And it's a real mixture. We're getting money from farmers, it could be people who have sold their businesses, from banks, a real mixture. And like you say, the mum and dads that have just got some equity, they want to do a two lot subdivision in a town that they feel safe and familiar with. So we just taking it from anywhere. So how did you get into doing uh, specs or into doing developments? With the growth we had in our business, obviously cash is always king. And with cash flow being hard to get when you're funding growth and whatnot, it meant we were slowing down because we couldn't do more projects. We had to look at other options. Mm -hmm. So there were people we knew that had equity or spare money and wanted to do a project Mm -hmm. because they knew the the market and the property game was going well. And so we just have have an arrangement we will do the work, mm-hmm. we will find the land, yep. do that at a very, very low margin, if any, mm-hmm. sometimes at cost, right. and then they bring their input, which is the, the funding. Mm-hmm. We do the project, we yep. all monitor the bills every step of the way, and then at the end of it, we share the profits. Brilliant. And the bank will finance it when you get to doing large deals, they'll finance it based on a level of pre-sales and I guess the security is the pre-sales and the land. Absolutely. So one of our bigger ones, it's 42 lots. Mm-hmm. Obviously the bank want pre-sales to keep them and their yep. risk safe. Yep. So pre-sales is the thing. So then we have to get really big into marketing because what you're trying to do is sell a paddock. Yep. That's going to one day be a nice subdivision. For sure. But you really need to market well. Yep. You need to have separate websites pre-designed house plans just to sell the vision to people, give them the confidence that you're going to do a nice job of your subdivision. And is that a major area of focus that you want to grow the business in that area? Huge, absolutely. Real, real big importance of ours right now. It's just Mm -hmm. the process we're going through right now. The science of social media and web traffic is just, it's an an animal, Mm -hmm. but it's one that really interests us. We've done some numbers lately on our own website. The people we're dealing with now, 
they know based on the searching that's happening in the industry in the areas that we should have about four and a half thousand visitors to our website a month yeah well, i think we're getting about maybe only 350. Wow, so it's not good enough we're like 11 12 times more we should be getting yeah and of those 350 92 percent of them already know who zb homes are wow so they're typing in zb homes it's a massive untapped market and that's so, what we find with a lot of our members is if they get the right website set up the right traffic going to it and the right online strategy you can really have quite meteoric growth and really dominate your local area no matter whether that's a, a small uh, rural town or whether that's a large metropolitan city it's absolutely you know, it's and everything it's, so we need to turn ours upside down and, and start again so we're going through that process awesome. as we speak and it is going to be really interesting to see the results out the other other side of it. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it is. And what's the number one thing you've learnt as you've gone on this journey of growing your company and having the success that you've had so far? The biggie is not to be shy of asking for help. Ask questions. Learn to ask better questions. Like just always ask questions. There's so many people in so many different industries that have mm. been there. They've done it. Maybe they're retired. Maybe they're not. But all these guys who are super successful, they want to help. Yeah, yeah. And through Deloitte and their networking events that they have, all of them want to help you. They awesome. just give you their business card. They said, come talk to me if you've got a problem. Right. So that's great. So the biggie for me is not being shy of picking up the phone and asking for help. Awesome. I guess that leads perfectly into my next question. How have you changed as a leader or as a person on this journey? Yeah, it's unmeasurable really. Um, leaving school, obviously, like I've said, at 15, there's so many things maybe I didn't learn because I didn't go to university or finish school. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot to learn. Yeah. And so instead of being the erratic young kid that was pretending to be a builder and have a business, I've hopefully matured into um being a better business person so and that's with the help of so many people um, that just compiling all their skill sets and uh, understanding to awesome. turn into what what we have so awesome. every day is a challenge but it's exciting yeah 100 yeah. percent. what would have been your top three mistakes or lessons uh as you've grown like i've mentioned um, previously just making sure the numbers are looked at as many times and you go through different stages of doing that so you do it religiously for a while and yep. then you drop the ball because you're busy yep. once again and trying to deal with growth yeah and boy it, you know you know pretty quick when you've dropped the ball on the numbers so get back into it focus on that again and watch watch that so just on that on the numbers did, what sort of key numbers are you looking at as indicators for the health of your building company for us, it really is obviously the cost of the goods sold, mm -hmm. cost of our houses. We quote as well as we can at the start. Yep. Um, we do a lot of back costing when so each job's happening. Just on that, are you using your are you using contracted labour gangs or contracted builders in uh, that give you a set price, or are you using your own contractors or your own employees or a mixture? We have a mixture. We have our own core teams, mm -hmm. but obviously with the demand of the industry and the lack of resources, we have good contractors that we know and trust as well mm -hmm. uh, to jump on board. So cool. we track our own guys' yep. uh, labour on our mm -hmm. own jobs, and then we have set rates and contract rates with, with our contractors, cool. just so we know going in yep. how much the labour should be on that particular job. Yep. And, and what are your contract rates? 
contract rates, sort mm -hmm. of in the Waikato, we sit anywhere, depending on if they're doing the floor and jibbing and that sort of thing, but anywhere between 100 and 150 bucks a square. Okay, yeah. sure. Okay. And how do you go about attracting these labour gangs or individual builders? What are you doing? It really is word of mouth. Mm -hmm. um, so good people attract good people. Yeah. So really we just ask around again, talk to people at maybe the suppliers, who are yep. your best guys, who do you think have good reps and good work ethics. Yep. And so, and we like the good keen uh, young guys that have just gone out in business. They want to do a good job and want, want your work and to be paid on time. So we like working with them too. Awesome, I love it. So what would you say to a builder who's at the early stages of growing his business? Once again, the things that I didn't do or didn't hear um, young enough was good accountant, mm -hmm. get monthly reports, they might cost you, but that cost is nothing compared to the information they give and the change of course and the change of margins, the change of costs yeah. of, you know, so valuable. Definitely do those. And um, just focusing on that technology, the efficiency. Mm -hmm. It's great going to have lots and lots and lots of turnover, but if it's stressing you out and you're not making any money, do less work, but do it better. Sure. And it takes the stress out of it. You can enjoy it more. Enjoy the game. You've got to enjoy the game. You've got to yeah. enjoy what you're doing. 100%. So do it yeah. well and you'll get the, the rewards from it. Yeah, and if you're not enjoying a certain part of it or it's not working, then make that a focus to fix that in the next 90 days. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's just it, just that setting some targets of where you want to be yep. and just bite-sized chunks, just ticking the boxes. You've probably yep. said it yourself about the people, process and product. That's the three fundamentals. Yep. So 100. They're, big, they're big words. When you actually dial them down, they're big scary beasts of things you've got to do, but just each bit, each time, and just chip awesome. away at it. It's a, it's a never-ending project, really. Yeah, labour of love being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And what has your success afforded you or awarded you in terms of lifestyle, personal goals, etc.? Like this would be quite inspiring for what's you've grown massively as a from a, a builder to a businessman now into an entrepreneur. What, what's it done lifestyle-wise, etc.? Yeah, it's a, being the more entrepreneurial investing type of person, you're always strapped for cash, it seems anyway. So I don't waste too much on the toys these days. I guess I was there when I was younger, maybe having more toys than I should have had or could afford. Mm -hmm. But they're sort of gone now, to be honest. And you don't have the time to use them anyway. So focusing on more of investment, the passive income, I think is huge. Yep. I saw a lot of people through a recession who had all the toys didn't sort of make it through the recession. Right. So that was a big wake up call to me um, that times aren't always good. Mm -hmm. And so huge focus on just becoming, you know, debt free personally yep. or having some investments that help support your income should things go quiet again. So that's been a real focus. And that's when you have kids, I guess your priorities change too. So just getting a bit more security yeah. around us. So what areas are you focused on investing in outside of your businesses? Commercial property mm -hmm. has been good. We've got into that over the last few years. Mm -hmm. So that's, what that's type been of really stuff? good. We have warehousing. Mm -hmm. um, they're quite generic. So if you lose a tenant, you can get another tenant reasonably yeah. easy because they're just okay. basic, basic buildings. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a brand new lawyer's building mm -hmm. in the main street of Te Awamutu. So yep. yeah, they're, it's really good. They're, they're great tenants. 
and they're professional, so they look after the building. They need it nice for their clients that come, sure. and they stay there for a long time. They don't want to move, really, because it's, mm -hmm. it's a destination uh, business for people and farmers and, and yeah. business people. So a bit of that, and a few tech things here and there we've invested in, yep. so that's just a awesome. wait-and-see type investment, but yeah, time will yeah. tell. Exciting, yeah, there's big opportunities on the, uh, the horizon. Okay, how has your mindset changed over the years? Yeah, that also is just a, a moving thing all the time. As we move into different um, investment types, even within the, you know, the construction industry, mm -hmm. there's so many different aspects of it um, that you need to learn. So commercial, so much different to residential, mm -hmm. and your, your renovation guys, they're so much different to what we do. So you always got to learn. Yeah. Um, yeah. constantly learning um, to improve. Uh, mindset, I guess I try and prioritise things now because the overwhelming yeah. of the mind when you've got so much going on, it can be quite detrimental too and you mm. don't end up focusing on anything and then nothing good's yeah. happening. So trying to just break them down into, into order of priorities yeah. and then you feel like you're actually getting somewhere and your sure. mind's a bit calmer and yeah. speaking of that we were talking about uh meditation earlier in the day and i've just got the uh the calm app which i've been using for the last three months do you do anything on that side for calming the overwhelm and yeah reading the tim ferris books and listening to those podcasts over the last few years he recommends uh one another one called headspace mm -hmm. and so that's quite interesting yeah so that's very very calming and sometimes it's just nice to to not think about anything and just give yeah. the give the head a bit of a break. Um, so yeah, that I think it really, really does work. And more and more people you sort of talk to seem to be giving it a go these days because things are just so busy. There's yeah. so much fast-paced things happening. Yeah, 100%. It's interesting that we train our body, we train our in business, but quite often we don't train our mind to be able to be still, be calm, creativity and, and focus. And, and I think I've learned that the hard way too. I spend a bit of a time with um, a personal coach and he could see a lot of change in me after the end of that process just from being so busy and erratic and jumping from one thing to the other to just having things written down take each day as it comes just plan and yep. things seem to evolve a whole lot better awesome love it and looking to the future what's ahead for zane beckett and zb homes and uh, entities going forward yeah it's, it's exciting time like no one really knows what the market's going to do so we've just got to be really careful around what the what the market's doing mm -hmm. so constantly talking to banks or real estate agents or lawyers yep. anyone who knows you know what's happening in the marketplace so we've got to be really careful of that so we don't overcommit yep. or undercommit make sure we don't get to a point where we undo all our hard work so that's definitely we're a focus that we need to be careful of yep. Um, personally, just want to keep being good dad or making sure I'm not steering too much of my time towards everything business, just yep. taking the time yep. to, sure. to hang out with the family and friends and whatnot and have some adventures and trips away and yeah, that's what it's definitely. all for. Yeah, 100%. So in terms of mindset and motivation to keep on pushing to the next level, uh, to keep yourself on track, is there anything specific that you do with regarding that and where do you see yourself in you know 20 30 years i really do focus on where we're going 
it's very important just to have a plan. Mm -hmm. um, where you want to be, where you see yourself. It's definitely not all about the money, it's about the people we go on the journey with. Yep. Um, we turn up to work and I like to think that the, the staff think so too, that they come to work because it's a nice place to be. Mm -hmm. yep. So that's definitely um, a focus there. Um, we think uh, it's very important to include everyone, whether it's our families or even the clients, in our journey. Uh, we want them to be a part of it too. So it's a real family affair, not just everyone being digits and numbers and yep. irrelevant to, to our business. And hey, as we get busier, we're guilty of not maybe massaging those relationships enough or uh, appreciating those clients enough. So definitely want to focus on that more uh, moving forward. Yeah, I think a big thing is the person you become as you as you grow in business and you know. Really important. I mean, you read books and you listen to podcasts of billionaires who are unhappy and guys that have sold out tech companies that get depressed and they got two million dollars, two billion dollars in the bank. Mm. Like, yeah. that's a depression I'd like to handle, but you know, it can't be joked about because it is a thing. Mm. And so I want to be careful of that. That it's they just say it's not yeah. about the money. Like they yeah. just enjoy the the journey and the path and the learning and the people yeah. they meet and I want to make it about that and. Mm take the family with you on the ride and yeah, yeah I think it's hugely important. You've achieved so much in a relatively short space of time like an overnight sensation after uh, 20 years. Yeah exactly. Uh, so at 34 where do you see yourself at age 50 you know personal business living in New Zealand like what does Zane's world look like then? My passion is this industry and I love it I don't ever see myself out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe at the age of 40, 45, 50, do I see myself in the day-to-day -day trenches of running a business? Maybe not. Yep. But I always see myself investing in the industry, being involved with doing deals. Um, so maybe it's having maybe longer holidays or yep. you know, good trips or family time, whatever it's going to be. Yep. But I still see myself in the industry and investing investing more in commercial or awesome. businesses that sort of thing so awesome, it's your passion right? yeah so go do it love it and lastly what advice would you give to a driven building company owner no matter what level they're at and what size their business who is wanting to put better systems in place or or take their business and their results to the next level i read books um, you read about billionaires that read books every day they, are, they think they're not that good, and these guys are billionaires. They want to keep learning all the time. They read a book a day or a book a week, a book a month. They are always reading. So there's so much to learn from so many different people, so keep doing that. Yep. Uh, find mentors, find people that have been there and done it and that are willing to share their successes and their journey because they can help fast track your success, that's for sure. So, so keep doing that. Um, like I said before, always asking questions. We need to be asking questions and learn to ask better questions so you get better results and um, that, that is definitely, definitely a huge, huge thing and I mentioned just having that passion. People love seeing passion, your clients love seeing passion. People want to be around passionate people and energetic people so have that passion, let it be seen and that comes to you, the, the, the goodness comes. Awesome. All right, Zane, it's been an absolute pleasure, my man. Thanks right, for sharing thank the Golden Nuggets and yeah. look forward to seeing uh, more success on your journey. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Cheers.